welcome back. Welcome back. We are now officially under a week until college basketball season is underway, and I am back with a rebranded show. I am Jackson Collier, JC Hoops, and this is the Hardwood Hogs podcast. Over at hogbeat.com, we've started a podcast network uh, with shows covering the three major sports. We have the Diamond Hogs podcast, the Gridiron Hogs podcast, and now introducing the Hardwood Hogs podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. So I'm pleased, humbled, and honored to have the inaugural guest to the Hardwood Hogs podcast on today. He's a great coach, great person. He's Coach Gus Arginal, assistant coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Coach, thanks for joining us today. That's a heck of a start right there. Hopefully I can I can live up to it, but uh, I am, I'm honored and humbled to be on as well. And it's great to see your face. That means that we're back in uh, hoop season and it's go time here for the Hogs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So this is essentially just going to function as a uh, season preview episode. Uh, first episode of the Hardwood Hawks podcast, um, you know, kind of getting information straight from the horse's mouth. Obviously, you're right in the middle of all the action uh, kicking things off. What was it like over the summer getting all these new guys in and acclimated? Well, I think with 11 new players, there's always going to be this adjustment time. So June and July were huge for us, you know, with all those new players, two returning scholarship players in Kamani and Devo, and then Cade and Lawson being walk-ons for us. Like those four guys having to show kind of how we operate, what we do. Um, the six new freshmen, the first time on a college campus, getting used to the daily schedule of weights, lifting, extra shooting, practice, uh, and then their social time along with school, uh, and then our transfer. So it was um, honestly really exciting for the program, but I think we had to take a step back and kind of slow ourselves down and make sure that we were able to uh, start from the very beginning, you know, in terms of how we, you know, walk onto the court, how we warm up. Um, every little piece of it um, had to be retaught, which is never a negative. Um, but for this team, especially, we had to start from scratch and make sure that we were dialed in on all the little things that, you know, in March really become the big things, um, you know, in your preparation in your focus your body um that really you know starts in june when they get here as a group so it's been awesome they're a great group of guys um now we're here already in november i can't believe it um but we're ready to go and again i think our june and july was really really uh beneficial so have you ever been involved with such a large roster turnover like this before i've, I've been you know when i was a head coach my second year i had 11 new players i remember that uh but again i think at this level, no. At the Division One level, for sure, this is the most. Definitely with Coach Musselman, this is, you know, again, the biggest change that we've ever had in a roster. But I would say with Coach, that's something, and, and everybody has talked about that. He's used to a changing roster, not only, you know, year to year, but when he was a, you know, a G League coach or back then CBA coach, it was happening weekly. You're getting new guys called up, called down. So he's used to that. Uh, something that, again, I think he handles rosters as well as anybody. So, um, it de it definitely is a is a new feeling for us here at Arkansas and, and with Coach Musselman at the college level. And it's not just the the turnover, but you know you added six new freshmen, like you mentioned, uh, five new transfers, and you know whether they were transfers or, or high school recruits, they were all pretty highly recruited, um, high school ranks and through the portal, and you know wherever the, they came from, they were all pretty productive. How have the guys managed that sort of aspect of being on a team with so much talent? I think that's probably one of the biggest things that every program goes through right now is how you're going to manage all these players that have, like you said, have had success, which they wouldn't be here unless they had success. 
the one thing that we do, just being quite honest with it, is we don't really, you know, hold any punches in terms of the information that's given to them. So we stat everything we do from the day, you know, JC, if you're a freshman for us, I know you're a good shooter, but we're going to, we're going to stat every shot you take from the second you walk on campus and live play so that we can show you here's where you're at now going into the first, you know, week of games. Here's where you stack up. And then along with your practice habits, you know, what you're doing extra on your own, obviously that's on them, but um, every piece of this is statted so that we have some hard facts. And then also there's, the coaching piece of it, how coachable are you, you know, how, how hard are you practicing every single day? And we even manage that with the load that they, that they exert every single day. We have these little monitors that show kind of who's actually, you can actually track who's essentially giving the best effort. So we have so many different things. Um, you know, we have eight graduate assistants that are charting everything they do. Five on O, five on O shooting. Like, so there's no, um, you know, there's nothing left um to, to not be seen or statted so that we can really give them hey here's where you stack up there's 13 spots here's where you are right now here's what you need to do to keep moving up and then we need to celebrate each other that's the biggest thing is you know we're we're all trying to get you know the chance to play and impact but we also are all here because we want the chance to win and win big and so part of that is you are going to every single guy coach Musselman to me to our staff to the players will sacrifice something so that we can hopefully win at a high rate like we did last year, like that group did. And again, this year is a brand new group, but they have to do the same thing in terms of the sacrifice um, of some of their individual game. And now taking all that talent, you know, obviously you're, you're charting everything and telling them where, what they need to do, but you know, it's different when you're going against each other all the time. Um, it, it's helpful when you have so much talent, of course, but you know, it doesn't quite compare to a live opponent how good was the European tour for this team on and off the court, you know, developing chemistry and stuff? Yeah, I think whenever you're on a plane for nine hours or whatever we were and, every, and you're coming back and then you're on the buses for another two or three hours each day and you're taking tour, all those things, that's where you become close. That's where stuff that you don't even know um, where you're bonding. That's where it happens when you're sitting at a restaurant waiting for your meal. So that's invaluable. We had one of those trips at uh, Nevada for our sweet 16 team. And I felt like at the end of the year, we were as connected as anybody. Um, and again, able to bounce back from losses faster, more together. But I think the games themselves, what it did was they got used to how intense we are, uh, how every, you know, possession matters for us, um, the style of play that we want to play, how hard they have to play. Some guys were really ready for it. Some were not. Some had to kind of say, wow, okay, I need to get better in this this area. So for us, it was a great measuring stick. At the same time, though, um, you know, it's just a small piece of it. It's like a live scrimmage here. You know, I think it's another piece of that statistical data. Um, and it also allows us to see how they handle some pressure of a live game. And again, what type of teammate are they when maybe they don't play as many minutes or they are playing? So it's a great measuring stick. It's another great experience that hopefully, like I said, January, February, March, it's that extra game that other teams didn't get that can hopefully help us. Um, for their confidence and our game confidence. And, you know, because the forward exhibitions are only allowed every four years, you know, you, you get extra practices that come along with that. How important were those extra days in the gym for such a young team? Those are the biggest things. The practices, you know, where you're building habits. Not, maybe the guys might say, well, we like the games. We wish, wish we had 10 more, you know, games. Uh, but I think what they will see is it's just the one or two habits that we're going to need in a big game. The things that you get to practice then – you have a head start. They know our verbiage better now. They know the, the expectation. Um, they know what we do. 
and it gives you um, just that extra time to, to be on the floor with them, to see how they handle it, a full practice, so that when we went into you know the start of practice this year, they're used to a regular hour and a half or two hour practice with film. Uh, and that's the biggest thing, the mental, you know, preparation for what was coming uh, in practice. And now, you know, as you get into the season, you start scouting. So it's a different type of practice. That's a training camp. But really, we're still in training camp heading into our, um, you know, our first game. And some, like I said, the guys sometimes don't like to hear that. But for us, um, you know, we don't feel like we're in game mode until we play that first real official game on November 7th. So the team went undefeated in Spain and Italy and for all intents and purposes really didn't run into a ton of competition. Um, what do you think was the biggest takeaway from the European tour? I think the biggest thing was, you know, we played against some older guys. Um, it'd be like you're playing outdoor, you know, at the, at the park in your local, you know, where you live in your city here or, or the, the health club. Uh, and I think with all of us that grew up in basketball, you learn when you play against a more mature player, they have some of those tricks of the trade. You know, they're they're slapping from behind. You know, we were a little bit loose with the ball. You saw, saw our turnovers, and those guys were really – they kind of opened our eyes to it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're Devo Davis, it's a third-year returner. It doesn't matter if you're Nick Smith, Anthony Black, if you're Darian Ford, Jalen Graham. You know, everybody's going to be ready to play. There is definitely a bullseye in your back, especially right now with the top ten ranking. So – being prepared to play, that was our first taste of, wow, not buzzer, you know, sounds, it doesn't matter who we are, it matters how we play. Um, and you got to produce every time you walk out there, you got to play your minutes. Um, so I think those guys were definitely got a little bit of a wake up call to, hey, we got to go every time. And, and people know who we are, even though we may not know who they are. And from the end of the European tour, you know, you made the trip back home and we're kind of getting ready for the official start of the season with official practices and stuff. What kind of went on um, between coming home from the European trip and then up to the red-white game? They get a little bit of a break, so they're gone for a little bit. You know, it's it's kind of cut in half because of that trip. Um, so they get to do that. Then we got – and we're right back into it, to be quite honest with you, when school starts. Um, but we're going probably at a, you know, a faster pace. We already have some of the base – you know, thing, culture, DNA, um, habits that we need to have. So now it's going to that next level, which is, you know, out of offensive That's what are we really looking for? Not just having them in, but now perfecting, you know, th th that piece of it. Defensively, it's probably adding a little bit of wrinkles. With this team, we can play a little bit differently defensively. We have some more length. Um, but really, that's training camp. You know, you have your, you know, your eight-hour weeks for a segment, so four on the court, four off the court, and then you get into your 20-hour segment, um, which is essentially, you know, full practice. Um, and then again, that that's broken up with the red-white scrimmage. Um, and now as you get into exhibition games. So with that, now, now you're starting to, you know, get a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. But I will say in September, that really could be called something like the first dog days of college basketball because you're not, you don't have a game in sight. It's really just practice working on your game. And so at that point, it's still individual development. Uh, watching more film, and we really took those Spain that Spain trip and really dug into a certain piece of those games every time, whether it's turnovers, you know, you know, blocking shots, our weak side help. Um, we took a piece of that every day, studied it, and kind of implemented, you know, some drills with that every single day in practice. The red white game was the first time fans actually got to experience this team live, you know, except for some of the fans who actually made the trip yeah. over to Europe. Um, what did you think about the performance in the red white game and the overall atmosphere in Bud Walton? I actually thought it was great. I think at any time, I think on a Sunday when you can get to 
the fans out there on a weekend when football's not in town. It's so fun to see fans wanting to get out and just see. For us, it's like it's, it's truly like an inner squad scrimmage, and to see the fans, you know, that excited about it. If you're a if you're one of our players, I mean, you can't be more excited about what's coming into Bud Walton. Um, but for us, I thought it was really good in terms of seeing people step up. We had certain players that were not afraid of the lights and being our first home game, let's say, um, we had some guys step up that hadn't played um, especially well or hadn't produced at that level. Uh, so it was great to see some of these guys, you know, emerge and make some plays. At the same time, it showed us what some guys could do. And then our question is, why are they not doing that every single day? Um, so, again, it's a great measuring stick. Um, and like we always say, you can't just show up when the lights are on because, again, that's going to that's gonna lower your value when you get to that game. What can you really do if you're playing great in practice every single day? Um, and so we're trying to get these guys to be consistent. But it was a it was an awesome experience. I think for a staff, too, it allows you to, to see how these guys react to a crowd. And, and, again, I thought our fans were awesome. So now through two exhibitions, one win and one loss, obviously they don't count towards the official record at all. But um, what were you and the coaching staff kind of hoping to see from those two games? Well, just, again, carryover. And, and that's one thing. You know, we do a lot of drill work, station work, to try to help them understand the technique, the talk, the verbiage that you need to be great. Uh, and then when you get out there in an exhibition game versus Rogers State in Texas, now you have to show that you can carry it over. Uh, and so we carried over some things really well. Uh, and then, again, like, you know, you saw in the stats and in the game and against Texas, some of those things that don't show up in a stat sheet, which hustle plays, loose balls, toughness plays, boxing out, those things stood out. Um, and, again, those are things that had to be corrected this week going into our first real game because uh, if we're not ready to defend, rebound, be tough um, at the level that we need to be um, and do that every single game, we did it in spurts versus Rogers, We did it in spurts versus Texas. But again, our goal is to play 40 minutes of tough, you know, gritty basketball. And we didn't do that versus Texas. And you can see it in the scoreboard. Patience and youth have both been talking points about this team over the summer and, you know, echoed again after the Texas game. Do you think that Texas loss was a, a necessary experience for these young guys to understand, you know, how much more work needs to be done? We never want, I, we never, again, here with Coach Musk, we never want a loss to be something that has to happen. Um, and again, you know, I think that the thing that we were disappointed in at the end was maybe it's stretching out a little bit. But for us, um, it showed us things that we have to get better at. It, it showed us things that we have to make sure, um, you know, our rebounding was not where it needed to be. And again, you know, something that reared its head again was turnovers. Um, and so if you're going to throw the ball away, um, you know, that many times to a team that's that veteran, that's that ready to play, you're not going to have success. It doesn't matter who we play. If we would have turned it over 25 times versus Rodgers, it, it would have been a tough game and a closer game. So, um, you know, you have certain things you have to get better at. Um, I think that shot selection is something as well, finishing around the rim. Um, and so for us, you know, that's why you play those games, and that's why we decided to, to go on the road, which most, most teams would not do. You know, go on the road to Texas first night in their, their new arena, which was a great experience for us. But we wanted to get thrown into it um, and feel what a – you know, a future SEC environment will be like, you know, on their home court and, and really see what we're all about and, and where we are. And we definitely saw that. Uh, but I do think that um, going into it with our rotation being different going into the, the next game, um, I'm hoping that our guys will be more dialed in and focused on the little, little things. Season begins Monday. There are three games at home before you go to Maui. 
and obviously still room for improvement. You never want to stop improving throughout the entire season. But this early on with this roster, do you like where the where the team is kind of at at this current moment? Really like it. And the, the reason being is I think there's so much developing still going on as we speak from day to day individually. Um, you know, we have three games at home that are all going to be extremely tough versus veteran teams. Um, and then you go to Maui, obviously that's the biggest challenge you can be in early in a college basketball season. But the thing about this team right now is I think they're very realistic right now with, hey, this is where we're at. And they still have great confidence in themselves because they're really good competitors and they're really talented. We did not play our A game in this game. And it's a great learning lesson to how do we play our A game for 30, 31, hopefully way more than that down the road. Um, and again, I think they're they're excited about the challenge. Uh, but I do think that Right now, we're in a really good place. Uh, but again, coming off for us, coming off a game where we lose, <laughs> I can never say we're in a great place in terms of how we feel, which is a good thing. I think sometimes you have to uh, be able to battle back. And we're going to see you know, how tough we are coming back out on Monday versus a really good North Dakota State team. And you mentioned uh, a lot of your non-conference games, at least these first three are against veteran uh, teams. Uh, I was looking at the non-conference schedule, doing my kind of breakdown of the schedule, and it looks like most of these non-conference, whether they're mid-major, low-major teams, most of them are projected to finish in the top three or at the at the worst top half of their conference. Uh, what kind of goes into the the process of making these schedules? Is that something that y'all look for, these veteran uh, quality mid-majors? I think the one thing, and Coach Ruta and Coach Musk, you know, do a great job with the scheduling piece of it, um, is finding a team that can possibly be a team that's an NCAA tournament team. As many teams like that that you can possibly play early on in the season only prepare you at Arkansas. We're not afraid to play anybody. Um, I think sometimes when you look at a, a piece of paper and it says, uh, this school, this school, and this school, maybe it doesn't jump out to you uh, because of the name of the school. But as we know, in March, those names, an example like a couple years back, an Oral Roberts suddenly makes a run in the NCAA tournament, where in the preseason, maybe they weren't picked as high. Um, so we have great respect for the teams on our schedule, but we also do a ton of research as to, you know, what is their tradition? Are they, you know, winning at a high level in the last seven to 10 years? Um, you know, obviously, what players do they have returning, uh, like a North Dakota State team that has a star player returning? You look for those different things so that uh, it's a quality opponent down the road, so your strength of schedule is strong, your net, all those different things go into it. Um, and then also, you know, something that, you know, people don't talk about enough is probably this, do the fans want to come out and watch this team play, right? And, and is it something that gets them excited? And it, you can't, you know, make everybody happy with that, but we want to bring in a quality opponent uh, that makes us better and also style of play. So, you know, are they really solid defensively? Does this team junk it up? Does this team uh, play a certain uh, pace uh, that allows us, again, uh, to go against different styles of play leading into, like, a Maui where you're going to play three different teams on three straight nights? My next question was actually about Maui. You know, you start with a matchup against Louisville, and then you move to one of either Texas Tech or Creighton, and from there, you know, all outcome-based. Um, pretty salty field top to bottom. San Diego State's there, Arizona's there, um, some other quality teams. What's the approach and preparation been like for that? And are the guys excited to start out of the gate, essentially, against such strong competition? Yeah, I think they are. They have such blinders on in a positive way. And I think that's something that we try to focus on is they're focused on North Dakota State, our first game, 110%. We haven't even talked about that. 
Uh, but we have talked to them about each game building to lead to, just like at the end of the season, you know, as we build through the season, we have to be at a certain level to go against a team like, let's say, Louisville in our first game. Um, and if we haven't improved from November 7th to whatever that date is, I think November 21st in those three weeks, then we're not do we're doing ourselves a disservice. But, you know, as we build to that, they are definitely really excited. And to go and to be in the field with the best teams in America, you know, like you just said, we didn't even talk about Ohio State and Cincinnati on the other side of it. So there's, there's no team that, you know, doesn't have a chance to make a run right now on paper in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, Louisville has great tradition, a new head coach with the SEC, you know, bloodlines in terms of Coach Payne. So we're really excited. And for us to be able to represent the program, it'll be the most watched day of basketball in that first game, uh, first game day to the championship. So we want that spotlight. Our guys are really excited about it. And I think for a young team um, that wants to make a, a great run this season, you need this. You need those challenges. But I go back to we're going to have a huge challenge on Monday night, November 7th, with our first home game to be able to play really well and really tough defensively. You get a rematch in Tulsa against Oklahoma this year. Um, coaching staff, Kamani, Devo were all a part of the loss last year. Is is the approach there just – is it just another game on the schedule, another normal game against a tough opponent, or is there any mention of last year at all? I think there's always a mention, and well, there, there's a feeling for especially Kamani, Devo, our other returners in Lawson and Cade, and and for our staff that was there, there there always is because we have a bad taste in our mouth and how we competed that day early on in the season. That was one of the first times that we had felt that feeling of not being us, or we saw some of the things that we needed to get better at. So uh, there will definitely be a little bit of talk of you're, you're on the road, right? You're not at your home, you know, your home spot. Both teams are on a neutral site, but it's in the state of Oklahoma. So are, are you prepared to play a, a team of that level that's going to be coming into our league soon? So there's a lot of added things that go into that. And then plus, you know, like we've gone against Coach Moser's teams in the past, being in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we played at Loyola Chicago when we were at Nevada. Um, and so we, we have a history of playing against them and competing. So we have great respect for them. But, yeah, I mean, that's a huge game for us. Uh, and we need to play much better in that location than we did last year. And so, yeah, we're excited. I'm excited to get back there and try to, you know, play our style of play early on in the season and, and have a much better outcome. You do a tough Baylor team for the SEC Big 12 Challenge. You're headed to Waco in the middle of conference play for that, which conference play is always going to be difficult in the SEC too. Um, you know, you look at that matchup objectively, Arkansas-Baylor, you know, probably one of the top non-conference matchups in the country this year. Um, what are the thoughts and feelings about that game from players and staff both? Well, you just brought up a lot of games now. Now, so now you're getting us all worried over here, right? We got <laughs> well, when you the schedule, and I think everybody, you know, needs to talk about how big of a game that will be. Um, obviously, we have great respect for Coach Drew, his staff, um, and their players, knowing them really well from the recruiting trail. Uh, it's going to be an awesome game. Um, you know, as good a road game that we can possibly play. Um, so to have that going on, like you said, during league play, again, it just highlights another crazy, tough, exciting um, game for us. But as you build and you're going into February, um, you know, going into that game, you have to be playing your best basketball. So like we did last year, we had a stretch there in February where we were as good as anybody um, and knocked off some really, really tough opponents. So that's where we need to be not peaking, but getting to that point where you're almost in that peak mode 
like we felt like we did, you know, at the tail end in March. Um, and so that, that's who you have to play if you want to be one of the best. Um, and again, I think it gives great respect to our program that they match us up against a team like Baylor on the road. That's uh, obviously coming off a couple of years from a national championship and one of the best teams always in the Big 12. You're coming off back-to-back Elite Eights, signed one of the best recruiting classes in the country and in program history. There's a lot of hype surrounding this team and, and the program trajectory in general. How do you guys manage that? Do you, do you embrace the hype or kind of keep your head down and work? For sure, keep your head down and work. But I, we will say we definitely look at it and say this is where we're going as a program. And there's a positive trajectory, whether it's, you know, working on the recruiting trail, whether it's, uh, you know, what's gone on the past two years um, with the records and the wins. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's making sure that everybody understands you have to produce you know, on the biggest stage when you get to this level. And we've gone through it as a staff. Coach has now gone through it here at Nevada. Well, we were, you know, again, we've been, you know, in this spotlight. Uh, even in Nevada, we were got as high as number five in our last season there. We were in the top 10 for 17 straight straight weeks. So we've experienced it. I think a big piece of it, too, is you have to enjoy it. Um, not so much the accolades of what come prior to the season, but you got to enjoy preparing. You know, we want to walk down the practice, you know, court today and, be excited to be down there with the guys. And that's what they have to understand is it's going to be very fleeting. When we start on November 7th, the season just goes by like that. And we always say like you, something you look up you're in March and whether you win or lose at the very end, it goes so quick. So um, you definitely have to manage expectations with everybody. They have to understand that it's game by game. You have to be a great, great college player and college team to have anything down the road ever happen for you and a program. So we understand that what happened last year, making Elite Eight, does not guarantee anything happening this year. It's about productivity. It's about preparing. And then really comes back to who we are. Like, if we're going to be good, you know, Coach Musselman's teams, they're really feisty on defense. We need to be a top 10 team defensively. You know, again, shot selection, not turning the ball over. Um, and then again, just playing with that passion that I think we all know Coach exudes on that sideline. You know, we have to be, <laughs> we have to be an extension of that. And that's what we're looking for with this team right now. And I think you saw that later on with our team last year was, complete buy-in to the tough scrappiness. Um, but we really had to get our back put against the wall to battle out. We're hoping with this team, they can start off quickly and, and then see where we can really go and have an even faster tra- trajectory. But again, we have to bounce back from how we played last week. Last thing before I let you go, I know you got a busy day ahead of you, got to get in the practice facility, all that sort of stuff. If you had one message to give to Razorback fans ahead of this season, what would it be? Just great to have great support for these young guys because I do think this is a team that you're going to be able to wrap your hands around, your arms around in terms of like enjoy watching them. They do have great personalities, great passion. Uh, I think what you have to prepare yourself is for a team that to start the season will not be its best version of itself. That will be at the very end, um, which, you know, all of coaches' teams have been. But the one thing that this, this state and this region and this city and Razorback fans are is there's nobody better. Like I was amazed coming here going through last season um and they really helped us and willed us to wins at the end of the year like that's not a fake thing you know when you walk into bud walden uh last year versus an auburn kentucky tennessee lsu um you know they help us win so we need you guys to help us win again in terms of your belief passion and then also support um, of players and really you know supporting them as they go through this journey um, because again, they're really, this is a hardworking group and 
they, they're so excited to play in front of a packed house and, uh, you know, hopefully be able to play late in the season. All right. Patience, Razorback fans, support, enjoy the season. Coach, I really appreciate you hopping on here, taking time out of your day. Really appreciate it. Oh, this is awesome, man. I can't wait. Hopefully we can do it more often than not. I'm the first inaugural, so I'm I'm fired up. I go down in the Hall of Fame here. But uh, Oh, thanks yeah. For, thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Again, I'm Jackson Collier, JC Hoops. This is the Hardwood Hogs podcast. See you next time. <laughs>